You are listening to The Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where I'm offering you yet another awesome opportunity, perhaps the last opportunity of the season, as the Yom Noraim are coming to a close. And until now, we've been addressing the dichotomy of the Yom Noraim on the one hand and the Yemei Ratzon on the other. The fact that these are Yom Noraim, frightening times, days of awe, and yet on the other hand, they are auspicious Yemei Ratzon, days of favor, days of goodwill, days of opportunity. And I want to address this dichotomy by addressing another famous question that many people ask at this time, and that is why it is that Yom Kippur comes after Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Hadin, and Yom Kippur is the day where we wipe our slates clean through getting Kapara, through Tahara, through our Teshuva. But the question, once again, as we are standing here, Ben Kesel Asor, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, at the moment of this recording, is Erev Yom HaKippurim? The question is, why do we first have Hashem write down what's going to happen this year to inscribe and decree and sentence us, and only after do we have the opportunity to wipe our slates clean, to become purged from our Averos, we would think it should be the opposite. We should be able to make our appeal before Hashem, before Hashem writes anything down, before Hashem condemns us for the Yerchas V'Shalom Rechman Al-Islan. Why is it that Hashem does it in the reverse order? And the answer to this question is very critical for us understanding both of these important days, Rosh Hashanah on the one hand and Yom Kippur on the other. If you look really closely at some of the Nihugan that we have, it seems that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are almost opposites of one another. Because as we go into Rosh Hashanah, many people have the minhag of fasting. And yet, on Erev Yom Kippurim, of course we know that the mitzvah, the araisa of today is to be eating as much as we possibly can to prepare ourselves for the fast. And yet when we get to Rosh Hashanah, we have a festive meal, a festive seuda, and of course on Yom HaKippurim, we do not eat anything at all. Not only that, but Erev Rosh Hashanah is filled with an outpouring of the longest slichos of the year, a two-hour slichos. And yet, earlier today, at the moment of this recording, Yom HaKippurim, Erev Yom HaKippurim, we have the shortest slichos of the entire year. And the contrast seems to keep weaving its way throughout the days. And the question is, what is the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? On the one hand, as we say in Runasana Tokef, Uba Shofar Godal Yitaka, the great shofar, which corresponds to Rosh Hashanah, and yet on the other hand, we have the thin, still voice, the whisper of Yom HaKippurim. What exactly is the difference between these two days? So in previous series on the podcast, in the archives you can find in the Moxer Manager, we've spoken about it. We've spoken about it in Baltzfila Workshop. The Runasana Tokef refers to these two different sounds, the shofar on the one hand, the whisper on the other. The shofar reminds us of the din of Har Sinai, our Kabbalah Satorah, and Rahman al-Sam, what happens when we neglect the Torah, that as Hashem promised, that if we do not accept the Torah, then Shem take v'raschem, Kabbalah Satorah, that is a time of din. Har Sinai is a place of din. And yet there, Moshe Rabbeinu, he davens for Achimim at the fallout of the Chet Egel. It is on Yom HaKippurim that Hashem ultimately forgives us. Generation or so later, in times of the Malachim, we find the Kol Madaka. When Eliyahu Hanavi has condemned Klal Yisrael to a drought for their worship of Baal, and Hashem responds to Eliyahu Hanavi at the same location of Har Sinai and says, No, I'm not in the fire, I'm not in the earthquake, I'm not in the tempest. Where can I be found in the Kol Madaka? Why, Eliyahu Hanavi, are you being so zealous? Maybe we can have patience for Klal Yisrael. Because Hashem wants to be not just Malkeinu, but He wants to be Avinu. 
During these times, we recite Avinu Malkinu and we cry out. And of course, there are two ways that Hashem relates to us. He relates to us both as our Father and our King. So that's why we say, in Zachreinu Lachayim, we refer to Hashem as Melech Chofetz Bachayim. That is why we have HaMelech HaMishpat, HaMelech HaKadosh, HaMelech Basada, everything is HaMelech. But on the other hand, Mi Chamocha of Harachamim, Zachir Yitzrav Lachayim Barachamim, Hashem is our Father, who loves us, who wants to give us mercy. It is for this reason that I believe the Ramban in his Kabbalistic comments to Vayikra Chavkim Chavdalid refers to Rosh Hashanah on the one hand as the day of Din Barachamim, judgment and mercy, and Yom Kippur on the other hand as the day of Rachamim Bedin, mercy and judgment. What exactly does this mean? In, the, in its Kabbalistic nature, perhaps it's a little bit beyond us, but to understand that these are days that are both infused with Din and Rachamim. There is Din and Rachamim in Rosh Hashanah. There is Din and Rachamim in Yom Kippur. But the question is, what is the Iker? What is the Tafel? What is the main element of the day? And I would argue that the main element of the day on Rosh Hashanah is Din, judgment. That is why Rosh Hashanah is referred to particularly as the Yom Hadin. Yes, these are both Yemei Hadin, but Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Hadin. And yet, Yom HaKippurim, the Day of Atonement, the day where Hashem enables us the opportunity to wipe our slates clean, that is the day of Rachamim. It is for this reason my Rebbe explains, or Yonason Sachs explains in the name of the Mogin of Rum, that you look at the Kedusha of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. On Rosh Hashanah at Shacharis, we follow the normal formula of saying, Sophia. We say, Hashem is, our, is the king, and from his place, we ask Hashem to show himself to us. And yet, on Yom Kippur, every single Kedusha takes on the Matbea, the formula of Mimkomo Hu Yifen, from his place, Hashem will turn to us with rachamim, with mercy. We have mimkumcha malkenu din on the one hand on Rosh Hashanah, and mimkumu huifen barachamim on the other hand on Yom Kippur. We have Hashem who wants to give us mercy. I believe also that it's for this reason that if you look at the Putin that introduce in Nisana Tokef on both of these two days, we introduce Nisana Tokef on Rosh Hashanah with Melech Elyon, the Supreme King, the King of Judgment. And yet, on Yom HaKippurim, we introduce in Asana Tokef with Masei Elokeinu, the deeds of our God. The deeds, and if you look through the piece, it describes how Hashem has treated us with loving kindness, the chesed that Hashem constantly does for us, the mercy that He showers upon us. Melech on the one hand, Masei Elokeinu on the other. He is Avinu on the one hand, he is Malkeinu on the other. Melech Chofetz Bechaim on the one hand, Avinu of Harachamon. On the other, the call of the shofar gadol on the one hand, the call of mamadaka on the other hand. We have these two incredible days, and now we are entering that transitional stage, going from the de- the time of din barachmim to rachmim badin. But why is it that we have yom hakipurim after Rosh Hashanah? We should clear our slates first, clean ourselves, purge ourselves from our averos, do our teshuva, and then we could be mamlech Hashem, we can walk into the Yom Hadin with that confidence that we would love to have to be able to say that, yes, we're clean and we're ready for the year. But apparently, although that's what we would have said, Hashem has something else in mind. Because although 
we daven and cry to Hashem as Avinu Malkeinu. We say Avinu first because that's how we want Hashem to relate to us. But sometimes Hashem has to relate to us in the opposite, to start off as Malkeinu, to start off with maybe the tough love, to start off with the din. Because it is that din that enables us to really appreciate Rachamim when it comes afterwards, that Hashem wants to finish as Avinu. So we start off by calling Hashem Avinu, and He finishes being Avinu. He finishes and concludes as our Father. And he does that because that is the ultimate present that Yom HaKippurim is. Because if you think about it, yes, we would have said do it the other way around. That we should do our teshuva first, and whether you know whether we succeed or fail, whether, you know, whether we were nechtam l'chaim or nechtam l'mavas on the Yom Hadin, as a benoni we have the opportunity to change things. But apparently Hashem says, no, I want to give you the opportunity. You're going to experience the Yom Hadin first. And after you experience the Yom Hadin and realize that the Beinonim are Tliyim V'Omdim, realizing that the Sefer HaChayim and the Sefer HaMavas are not yet closed. It is then that we have the opportunity on Yom Kippur to cry out for one last appeal, one last opportunity, because that is what Hashem wants us to be able to do, that maybe we could actually rewrite our history through our Teshuva, rewrite our history, and in so doing, we are able to change the decree that Hashem has written for us for the coming year, before the books are closed. We can rewrite history and change the future right now in the present. We have the opportunity to change the trajectory of our year through these upcoming hours from the time of Kol Nidre, through Mairiv, Shachris, Musaf, Mincha, and of course the Ne'ilah Shiarim, and Ne'ilah, the closing of those gates, when we are screaming out Hashem, Chosmeinu, seal us for the book of life. Hashem Hu Halakim, realizing that Hashem is our ruler. We're able to be Mamlach HaKadosh Baruch Hu once again, but this time to do it be Ahava, this time to do it with Racham and to do it with love and with mercy, to be able to know that we are going into the seer with a father who loves us and wants to give to us that indeed he is, yes, Malkina, but of course, Avinu. We heard the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, and now we want Hashem to whisper into our ear, the Kaldama Madaka, to tell us that everything is going to be okay because He loves us and He wants to embrace us. And then, when we come out of Ni'ilah, we can blow the shofar again to be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu, realizing that He is both Avinu and Malkeinu. I want to thank Nechom Alivi for our recent sponsorship and wish everybody a Gemar Of course, if you enjoy this year and others like it on the podcast, you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group where you can find links to every uploaded Shear and links to share them that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, let's take advantage of this incredible and awesome opportunity. Wishing you a Gemar and thank you for joining us here at the Database.